you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Let me see your identification. You don't need to see his identification. We don't need to see his identification. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. He can go about his business. You can go about your business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 96 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, what's up, sir? <laughs> no, nothing. No, uh, no label uh-uh. today. No well, label I have to today. Tell you. Label free. Uh, but, you know, something I was able to go see, the, the street from my hometown, Plainfield, New Jersey, that was that has the, the Parliament Funkadelic street named, uh, the, the street that's named after Parliament Funkadelic. What what a enlightening experience that was. Okay, now, now we can start. Oh, man. Well, before we start, how about we bring in another special returning guest, Mr. Matt. Tadera. How are you doing, sir? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, you may know him from our Mount Rushmore episode, and I'm sure many more. Uh, we appreciate when Matt takes time to join us. And it's really because he is an aficionado expert on our subject matter that we're talking about today. We will be going over the hit TV series, My Little Pony. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. No? That's it. Okay. That's it, man. Because we that's that's he is such he he has more action figures of My Little Pony in his. Oh yeah, big I've My Little seen. Pony fan. Yeah. He's a brony. Uh, he's a brony. He's a brony. yeah, a brony. All right, that's what my brain went to. But anyway, oh, wait, but Evan, before we start, yes, here's a here's a quiz for you. A, a brony is a is a man who likes uh, My Little Pony. But what is a woman who likes My Little Pony? Uh, a wony? <laughs> Matt, do you know? No, um, my oh, guess would have been Woni as well. No, it's a Pegasister. Okay, now ah, we can start. There you go. Now we can oh, start. a Pegasister. I'm, <laughs> I, I just Obi-Wan go there, okay? So, all right. So, actually, today we are talking about Obi-Wan, the Disney Plus series that is over now, but uh, was really good and really good in detail. So, I'm just kind of looking forward to talk about it, looking forward to leaning on Matt, who could be wearing his Obi-Wan robe right now. We just don't really know. It could um, be. The Folks at home will never know. They'll never know. Uh, Brian could be dressed up as like the Grand Inquisitor with the face paint and everything. I actually am. I too bad. Yes. Could, Are you? Not live. Yes. I always. I pretty much every Tuesday night I do. <laughs> you go in some sort of face paint. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For no reason to just to, just to hang around the house. Oh brother, this this show is already off the reels. Anyways, uh, let's let's dig into it. So I don't really know what you want to talk about. Um, Brian, do you have like a direct? Because we could talk about characters, we could talk about the storyline, we could talk about anything, really. I think I think we should try to go a little bit. I think we should let's let's talk about this series and then see where it develops. I really feel um, this was big in a lot of ways for Disney, Star Wars, LucasArts, everybody. It was big because they were bringing back an old beloved character, um, and they got the original actor to play him which i which which like ewan mcgregor mcgregor is awesome and the fact that he was able to come back yeah. and do this made it even the even better because this this added added like that extra oomph to the to the series so i feel there's a lot to talk about what how we feel what happened um where it fits into, into the star wars realm and well let's back it up some, first some, some, some good and bad things let's talk about that okay let's let's Okay, Brian, then Matt, what were your expectations going into this? Because obviously this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So this is a um, very sought-after name in this in this saga. And it, I would say the expectations were really high. But where were both of your headspaces going into this? Where you're, I, I know, Matt, your expectation was super high. But I just want to know, like, come at, some of your thoughts going into watching this. Um, 
yeah. So Brian, then then Matt, what what are y'all's thoughts on that? Okay, uh, real quick, it's my whole thing was I never knew what happened to Obi Wan in between the different movies, right? There was a big gap of time, and all of a sudden he aged tremendously. And yeah. now we did see the Clone Wars, and you see a little bit of his time there, but there was a big, still a big gap from even where the Clone Wars left off to where where we were today, and um, so all that stuff is is big is important to me because i want to know and, I, and I, I thought that was important so i was looking forward to that i didn't really have any expectations beyond that except for the fact that i still wanted them to stay as true as they could to the original stories maybe fill in some gaps and i'll be really happy if they fill in some gaps uh and that would be great for me but um that's about all i i expected at this point Matt? yeah yeah i pretty much uh pretty much agree with you i was just hoping they would fill in some of the gaps between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and I think that they did a pretty good job at that. You know, I liked seeing the transition from Obi-Wan 10 years ago into the new Obi-Wan. You know, I wanted to see how he would kind of convert into being like the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan from A New Hope. You know, that older older man kind of. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had zero expectations going into this. I really, honestly, just because life has just been so busy, I had to Google where does Obi Wan take place, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I I read on it and I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. So, you know, where we leave off is a very defeated Obi Wan, who is a very he, he feels like his, you know, his his Padawan, his the person that he would hopefully have trained to become a great Jedi Master has failed him and he has to pick up the pieces not just around him but emotionally and where you feel like he failed and so that's why i think it started off a little slow to me too because you're dealing with the intricacies of the character and his persona and trying he's trying to find his own way and purpose again and and that's awesome that it comes in the form of you know a little girl that we all know but uh i i think that was a, a cool little angle but um character development for me was really strong in the show uh i, I really enjoyed um what was the that was the second sister is that right third sister yeah. third sister yeah her whole storyline was really interesting to me you saw some inner battles in her past and and what made her get to the point she's at that was a really cool storyline um you know just with obi-wan and leia and really just you know seeing all these characters that we I don't know like her parents well, not her you know, real parents but the senator and, and yeah, well, yeah no, like, no, all these so, characters that we knew right <laughs> yeah no uh, I mean Jimmy Smith's back in the, again another thing they got Jimmy Smith's to come back I I think that's some, that's some pretty cool stuff that you you know you think about Jimmy Smith's is like you know he's he's a big time classy TV star actor and he's back here doing this. I think that's great. That's great. Um, and yes, he's um, he, he's Leia's uh, stepfather, or, or basically, I don't know, you know, in that case there. But he's also a big part of the Star Wars universe. I don't actually know. I meant to look this up. I wonder how many how many movies is he in, including a lot of the cartoons. He he shows up a lot. Jimmy Smith's. You know, he's funny because you'd think some of these actors, they come in one time and they're like, okay, I've had enough of Star Wars. He came back for more all the time. He's around all the time. He's 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 a big part of the Star Wars universe. And he's got to be up there with the top 10 actors that have been in the most movies. But we have to check that out. Maybe a trivia. I mean, probably, definitely. Yeah, I bet you there's a statistic on that somewhere. Well, but yeah, no, he does play a big part. Yeah, and the, in, and the uh, other big all thing. All those movies. All those movies, all those movies. Another big thing is, the Inquisitors, I think they did an amazing job with them because up until now, they've really been in the cartoons or the animations, right? They haven't really been in any of the big time movies. Um, and the fact that they did such a good job, I went back and actually looked at some of the old cartoons or the animations just to see how good of a job they did. They did an amazing job recreating those Inquisitors and they're creepy. Um, and they they do the job they're supposed to do. They hold that aura, and they tell the story. They're, these are 
These are ex-Jedis that went the wrong way. That Jedis had hunted their own kind. Um, what a what a horrible what a horrible being that is. Um, they're 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 you know the worst of the worst in my opinion. I think that for for someone like me who was a very I mean, I am a Star Wars fan, but I'm, I'm not as deep as some people. So to me, there was always a gap between you have uh, of the bad guy realm, right? You have yeah. like the Sith Lords, you have the bounty hunters, which could be good or bad, depending, you know, which we, of course, learned with Mando. And like, But you have this gap between the Sith and like the troopers. And you don't really have this bridge in between those, which is where the Inquisitors come in and kind of create that bridge of... You have the Sith up here that are like, you know, the Sith Lords and the, the big time bad guys. But under them, you have this whole Inquisitor force that are also, you know, super powerful. And like you said, Jedi that went the wrong way, but are a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, I think you're seeing the Empire here at one of its strongest times, yes, right? Yes, in, yes. in all of Star Wars history is, is in Obi-Wan. They, they were out spreading the fear. They were, you know, and the thing about it is, okay, another big observation that I had, um, and, and I, and one thing I do want to say, Deborah Chow did the, the direction of this, oh, and man, I know yeah. she got, she got a lot of bad press for a while. She did an amazing job. No, so she did I, I want to give her kudos. Yeah, right. But here's the one thing, and, and you guys tell me how you feel, because this is a very interesting thing. Like Darth Vader, I, I don't want to talk about the Jedis, because the Jedis, they're, you know, obviously Obi-Wan beat darth when they were both at their at their at their height so like that'll that'll be that'll never be a question he lost when he lost when he was older but that's that's the way it is but darth vader uh, is one of the strongest like he he's he blows away any inquisitor he blows away and don't don't come to me and say kylo ren um is as tough and strong as darth vader in, in their prime and it, this is something like, i feel like a boxing you know people who like boxing they say oh yeah Muhammad Ali would, in his prime would be, be this is not yeah. that this is yeah. what I want to say is if they were both at their prime age whatever that is at, at their at their maximum strength whatever that is face to face Darth Vader there's no way he, he'd lose there's no way he is that powerful and we see that and that's the Evan you hit it on the head is that is this is the point where he's got the most power the inquisitors are out there spreading the power and you know Darth Vader doesn't go out into the populace and, and do those things. He stays he stays away most of the time. He only comes when he's really needed. Those those inquisitors are out there spreading the fear and, and causing the evil. They're that they're that like I don't I don't know. They're, they're like the salesperson. They're out there spreading that and causing that and, and actually finding the right places to go and, and dominate. And I just I really started to realize I said, you know, Let's not talk about power as far as uh, the dark side goes. The dark side leader there is Darth. He, when he's at his strongest and, and meanest, um, I don't think anybody can beat him. That's just me, though. I don't know how you guys feel. Matt, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, especially in Obi-Wan, I agree. Darth Vader is probably at his most powerful or, you know, one of his most powerful points as Darth Vader. Um, and you can really like, you can really see that in the way that anytime anybody comes in contact with Darth Vader, you can just see like the fear in their face. Like they know he is the most powerful. I, I guess you could call him a Jedi or a Sith Lord, you know, that there is. Well, at this, at this point, he's probably the most powerful being on the planet. Cause I, I know the emperor is the emperor, but I think, you know, everybody besides everybody else, Darth Vader is the most powerful being in all the universe at this point. Has to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, absolutely. It's so I I can't really remember this, but I'm gonna say this for dramatic effect. I really think there was only one time in the whole Obi Wan episodes that my jaw dropped. And it was the moment when Darth finally gets into the uh, the camp where they're about to fly away in that, that starship. And he literally just, it looks like he does nothing <laughs> almost like snaps his fingers. And that starship just like rips apart with 
he uses the force to do that. And I'm just, my jaw drops like, holy moly, that, that dude just basically looked at a massive ship with, and, and, you know, twinkles his nose, like bewitched. And that thing ripped in two pieces. (laughs) And that was huge to me, like showing his power. And that was super surprising to me. And I was like, when I saw that moment, I'm like, oh man, that nobody can beat this guy. <laughs> he's he's got it. No, no one can beat him. And, and and he's that he's that powerful. And that that it's crazy. And that is the truth. And the one thing, you know, you know, through time you're gonna find that Luke is as powerful, if not more, but that takes a while. It's right. At this point in time, right. nobody is that and, and so I don't I, if there ever is, you know, if, if ever, there's like a time machine episode where, where they have Kylo Ren versus, it's not, it's not even a contest, folks. And don't, and, and you can, anybody who's listening can come back and argue all they want, but you can say what you want about Kylo, but he's not even in the same realm. Um, you know, there, there's not that many Sith that we come in contact with. You know, I assume that the Inquisitors and more or less are Sith because they're, you know, mm, they, right, they are right. yeah. um, Darth Maul, you know powerful but no way is part anywhere on this you know on in that realm and then the emperor um there are you know count dooku very 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 powerful um but darth vader just he has all those other besides everything he has second of all he's got all the armor um you can't yeah. you, you can't you, you know it's he's also has um you can't just blast him yeah he's he has like six, like he has android arms and and legs and yeah, so he's just he's just that much powerful. So I, I mean, amazing, um, but it's it's that is that's my big my big moment of this whole epic this whole thing was that I never in my mind just I, I was I never like balanced how powerful Darth Vader is. So uh, to to point at that again, you know, Kylo Ren was redeemable. Right, he had this redeemable quality whenever his storyline intertwined with, with Ray's there at the end, and you saw, you saw his, his bad side go away, and you saw his human side as as Ben come come along. Right, um, not Ben. Uh, what was his name? Yeah, no, it was Ben. Yeah, Solo. it's Ben. Yeah, ben Solo. Ben. Okay, that's right. Sorry. Um, but anyways, when you saw you know that side come out of him. But what Obi-Wan had to learn and what he finally learned there at one of the final battle scenes is there is no more separation between Darth Vader and Anakin. There is no redeemable quality. Uh, well, we, we know at the end there's a little bit of maybe remorse uh, with the Luke and a- Anakin kind of exchange. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, there's to me there's more hum- I guess what I'm saying is there's more humanity in Kylo Ren than there is Darth Vader. And even at his pinnacle, I think Kylo Ren still struggled with his identity problems. But as at Anakin or, or really Darth's pinnacle, he was Darth Vader all the way through and through. Exactly. He was until the very last until the last dying right. moment where he, he realized you know, he didn't want his son to die, and he wanted like that last. You know, it took all his life to get to that point, right? Um, because he was so, you know, the dark side had just taken over his whole his whole uh, character. Um, so another another thing, I wanna I wanna talk about something, and this is it, it might it might get some people upset, but the one flaw to Obi Wan, and again, I, I want to say Darth Vader, um, Obi Wan himself was was done tremendously. The, the characters on the side done tremendously. Um, I really like them. The Inquisitor is tremendous. So I think they tried too much to parlay on um, Grogu by by having the the, the tiny uh, uh, Princess Leia. Look, oh, okay, yeah. Right, the Princess Leia. No, Princess Leia would have been great for one episode, maybe two episodes. But Princess Leia almost got to a point where she and I've heard this too, so I'm not I'm I'm gonna not gonna claim claim this, but I just it seems very adamant to this. She seemed almost like a Doogie Hauser after a while. I was kind of getting, um, I mean, she's a little kid, and it was just very very difficult for me to after a while. It almost it gave it to a point where like were they trying to make it more apt? Uh, like it's a very dark 
show. It's a very dark series. And a lot of people died and things like that. But then they then they had this. Were they doing that to, for the kids? I don't know. Almost like a gimmick or something. Yeah, I don't know. And that's the one flaw. I mean, I can't give it an A plus because of Princess Leia. Now, if it was one episode, amazing. Hmm. Two episodes, I could have dealt with it. But there you go. All these episodes. And, and it was just like after a while, I was like, okay. You know, she's getting annoying now. You know, maybe she would be good if she got... Um, she got shot or something, but she didn't. Um, I was getting annoyed, and I love the character of Princess Leia. I love that. That's one of my favorite, favorite characters. But I was kind of getting annoyed. Now, again, you guys tell me how you feel. I'm not. Matt, thoughts? I uh, I gotta say, I did. I liked the Leia character. I think that in pretty much all of the Star Wars franchise, they always have some sort of like comedy relief. You know, in the prequels, you have, you know, your Jar Jar Binks, you know, in the originals, you have your C-3PO. And I think that Leia kind of acted a little bit as the comedy relief in Obi-Wan with her, you know, sassiness here and there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked I liked Leia's character. I'm kind of on the middle ground here. I mean, I guess I understand her purpose because you know the question would be the princess leia the the more mature older princess leia would she be who she was without these experiences that she had as a child with obi-wan um of, of, probably the answer is no because you know of course our everything that happens happens for a reason and it shapes us into who we are but uh she was a little bit annoying but i think that she was there hurt Okay, I, I guess I'm torn. She she was definitely had a little bit of annoying factor to her, but I understood her purpose, and her purpose was Obi Wan's purpose. Without her there, I think him getting to that state that he would have been at, that the mental capacity to even, because I mean, the Obi Wan at the beginning, for even the first few episodes, was a weak, weak character. I mean, you could have he could have been beaten by r2d2 or something i mean like he he was very weak he was very he, he lost he lost his he lost the force he, right. he really did he yeah, just he, lost, he to, lost his will to live i think in a lot right. of ways too he had to refine himself and i think that leia did that for him i think that she helped him along the way gave him the strength and gave him the the ability and re kind of gained his purpose so i think that was the purpose for lack of a better word if i said that word 20 times of her character in, in the show, but I think that I get why she was a little bit kind of annoying in, in a way. But I, I, it's like I, I get both of the reasons. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and the other character I really, really liked was Tala, where Tala, who, who was the um, ex-Imperial yes, uh, um, I liked her officer who turned to help and was, was helping the... Um, the uh, the Jedi Railroad. Right? I mean, the, yeah. you had, how they had the the, the um, it's, it's a very intricate way to let um, Jedi escape or get Jedi off the planet, and it is cool. It's cool in a lot of ways because this very this syncs up a lot with the books that, that if you've ever read the Star Wars universe books, some of the Jedi did get away, and there and but there were also other people within all the universe. That are force, force sensitive, and they are—they probably are Jedi or would become Jedi, but these are these—they're they're out there. So, like the Jedi were never really dead per se, but at the time it looked like it—it it really did, and that's how that you know hope was towards one Jedi. But there there were other Je other Jedi's out there. They just were few and far between, and all over the place, and all hidden. Um, and this—it was great to see that network that was used to help them escape. Um, you know, again, I was, we saw one get killed by an Inquisitor, which was sad. But it's that also meant it meant that there are others out there. And why are the Inquisitors out there looking? Because there are there are some out there, and they did escape. That was great. But but Tala was a great character. I was kind of very sad to see her her pass away. Um, that was a, it's just a great character, and that's the, that's the characters we need. But just like the Rogue One movie, some people had to lose their life for the rebellion to work. Right. Yeah, th that kind of reminds me what leads on, and even well, this is you know in in the Ray timeline. But y'all remember this just popped in my head when you're talking about 
a lot of Jedi went into hiding or there was very few. We see the same thing happen again. Remember at the end of The Last Jedi, there was uh, they called him Broom Boy, but it was yes. that one little boy that uses the Force to bring the broom towards him. Yep, yep, yep. But that was like a cool little, like, no pun intended, ray of hope there for the Jedi. It was a cool little moment where he like looks up into the sky and he's, you know, has this little moment saying that there are other Jedi maybe out there. And that's, that's what I think Obi-Wan at the beginning, you know, he was like the Jedi are dead. There is no more Jedi. What are you talking about? That when that one Jedi, I forgot his name was running from the city. Yes. Yes. He was like, yeah, I'm not who I'm not Obi-Wan. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not a Jedi. There is no more Jedi. Your, your hope is lost. And that's just his headspace. He was in. Yeah, he, he he again. He had no will. He he his his one job was to make sure that Luke was okay, and he wasn't even doing a good job with that because he was annoying Owen a lot, right? Yeah. Um, so that's another thing too, and the fact that we get to see um, Luke's uh, step parents in a in a better light too. I like to see that because we needed to see more of them. They were good characters, um, and and that was a great that was great to see too. I love that whole. I loved at the end when he said, "Hey, do you want to go meet him?" That was yeah. just, that was amazing, and and that was great. That's what gave it, it it you know it was dropping a little bit with the Princess Leia in my mind, and all of a sudden it picked picked up again. Those type of things that tied it back into what the episode was or what what um, Star Wars is, and it tied that back together. I'm like, hey, you know what? You guys are doing a good job. You're you're you you did your homework. Yeah. I love the fact that they did their homework and they made sure they knew what was. What, did, what needed to be tied together and what didn't. And it, it, they did a great job with that stuff. Um, I really do. I really feel that. I mean, I can't say that enough. Yeah, let's let's give the floor to Matt. Matt, so what are, is there anything that just stuck out to you so much that like you either really liked or didn't like or something that you want to bring up? I liked, I liked all the cameos that were in Obi-Wan, to be completely honest. Um, seeing a lot of familiar faces uh one of them being uh the uh the bassist from the red hot chili peppers flea yes yes who came in as vect i think yes. that was oh, that's uh cool. yeah that was really cool to see and uh sung kang who played han in the fast and the furious he was the fifth brother uh, one yeah. of the inquisitors so I don't know. It was kind of cool seeing like a bunch of different cameos, having James Earl Jones come back doing the voice of Darth Vader. Yeah, that that was great. You can't you can't have Darth Vader without with James Earl Jones. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. You know James Earl Jones. Jones probably one of the the most popular three named actor. You know, uh, three part named actor of all time. But he's it, it's amazing because it it his voice that that whole Darth Vader, the voice and. The, and the breathing and, and, you know, it's just, and the music that falls behind it every time he's around, right. Um, the background music that he has that, which is a, which is a great Disney thing. Cause he does have background music. So, cause you know, Disney likes their background music. Oh yeah. Um, um for but, sure. And, and so here's the, okay. So my biggest thing that I wanted to make sure we hit, which I know we have time left, but I am curious to know y'all's thoughts of the ranking of the Obi-Wan show versus the other like and I know we don't have a lot of Star Wars shows out yet but we have we have a few you know we have this one we have Boba Fett we have um, Mandalorian we have others coming where do you think this ranks so far do you, do you give it the top seat or or what do you give about the other so I'll do Matt you want to say what your, your thoughts on Brian it's uh it's tough for me to say. Because Obi Wan is one of my favorites. Uh, In fact, I may say that he is my favorite. I do have a framed picture of him sitting right to my left right now. (laughs) Yes, and I know. know Right right between my lights. If you had said he was, if you had said he was, if you had said he was number two, I would, I would have called bull on that. Yeah, yeah. But um, so in my personal ranking, I'm gonna rank it at number one. However, I do recognize that. Uh, especially the Mandalorian has gained so much popularity and brought almost a new generation into Star Wars. So I think that in the general list, Mandalorian might be on the top and Obi-Wan would be a second. But on my personal list, Obi-Wan is on top. 
Mm-hmm. Brian, what do you think? So, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it two different ways, and I apologize. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with your question a little bit. So, as far as the three series, Mandalorian. Well, the Mandalorian had two had a couple different seasons, but first season of Mandalorian blows everything else away because it was that unexpected that that well done and also we as fans needed that so it was a welcome thing um with obi-wan so i think obi-wan definitely is that their their whole the series is better than boba fett now again i loved boba fett but obi-wan was better than old boba fett Uh, even with even with um Princess Leia Doogie Hauser there. I, I um but I I will say that if I had to go episodes, there's 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 episodes of the Mandalorian that I could probably like if I look okay, let's take one step back. If I t- here I am, I'm I'm very winded on this, but I, I wanna say my point. If I broke all down these three series down to episodes, right? Okay, so I said not not just the series, yep. different episodes. There are episodes of The Mandalorian. I would say there's five or six epilogues, episodes that just blew away everything, right? They were that, that good. Um, with Boba Fett, two out of six uh, that I thought were, were good. I mean, and yeah. they were ones with Mandalorian, really. I mean, but, but yeah. besides, right? So um, that even gives us some more credit there. But with Obi-Wan, there were at least three episodes and including the very last episode, which was, I mean, phenomenal beyond phenomenal. So it would hit in the in the top five. If we had to go episode by episode, Obi-Wan would have a decent number in the top ten. Uh, Mandalorian obviously would rank very high. But it's that close. There are some, you know, there were episodes. Again, that episode six of Obi-Wan is right there with any of the Mandalorian ones. Uh, it's that close, but Mandalorian overall uh, is still better. It's just I don't know why, but I think because they had more freedom. And, and when you do have a you know when you have a character and you have so you have the the character and you could do whatever you want with it. With Obi Wan, they had to stick a little bit to what happened. They could, they couldn't do too much outside of the realm because the Star Wars people like us would would pick it out and they'd say, "Hey, what are you doing? You're deviating from the the plan there," and so I think they didn't have as much creative justice as they would like to. Whereas Mandalorian, they could do whatever the heck they want. Yeah. Um, even Boba Fett is a little limited because of what what happened with him. So that's only my that's my only point. I'm going to say right now, Mandalorian is to answer your original question. Mandalorian number one, uh, Obi Wan two, and Boba Fett three. But there are there are you know a couple episodes of Obi Wan that um, rank right up there with the, the Mandalorian. That's a good breakdown, actually, and I like that. I agree with your ranking. Uh, Mandalorian is it's it for me. It's it's my number one for sure. You probably would have guessed that. Uh, I just there's something about the reintroduction of of something that just you know I, I'm stealing this from somebody else and and who's this kind of train of thought here. But there was you know of course a lot of other gener you know the older generations grew up with four, five, and six, and I grew up with one, two, and three, and there's this, like, when, when the Ray, like, Rogue One and, and the, the the Skywalker series that comes along with Ray and all that, those are all fantastic movies, and I don't really hate any of them, to be honest with you. I really like all of them, but one, until Mandalorian came out, I didn't realize that there was something nostalgic Star Wars- feeling that was missing and like I didn't realize that hole was there until Mandalorian came out and filled that hole and I don't even know what it is it must like with the filming and that maybe it was the angles and the whole just the you know the mysteriousness yeah, the locale the, yeah the locale of, of, of the Mandalorian or just something about the whole show and when it first came out that it just it filled holes inside of me that like even the the Skywalker series didn't, even though, like I said, I enjoyed them. But um, I agree that so that's what I guess that and this just the storyline is all great in itself. And 
even going to looking at the making of the Mandalorian and looking at how uh, I was doing some Googling of some other stuff. And I saw, you know, one of the episodes came up to where, uh, what was the guy's name? It was Darth Sidious, right? Yes. The, the older man in Mandalorian. Count Dooku. Count Dooku, yeah. Well, he wasn't Dooku. You're thinking of uh, Moth Gideon. Moth, Moth Gideon. Moth Gideon. Thank you. Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, Moth Gideon, yes. In that episode of Mandalorian where Moth Gideon is out there and he has all of those troopers out around him and they have all the guns pointing to the the little room where like Mando and some of them are all, all pinned up in there. And just to know that all of those troopers out there are all the 501st from Instagram, they're all the, yes. the, the like, they cosplay. And, <laughs> and they invited him them onto the show to actually be in the show. That is so cool. Because they were like, where are we going to get this many stormtroopers that have authentic costumes? And they were like, oh, well, why don't we reach out to our fan base that has authentic costumes and they're the 501st? And so it was so cool having, to me, that aspect as a on the show. But I just that was a rabbit trail. But I just think the show was so well done and well made. And I agree with you, Brian, that I think maybe, maybe that is a good number. Two out of six of Boba Fett. Um, Obi-Wan definitely had stakes to hit. It it had expectations. People knew the characters, especially the generation of four, five, and six movies. They had expectations of this, uh, where this would fit. Well, I guess even one, two, three, two, because of, of like, Obi-Wan, right? But there was expectations with this show. And like you said, they have the creative kind of landscape for Mandalorian that they didn't really have for this. They had some but they also had to keep it in canon. So it's just, it was really interesting to see how all this has fit in so far. And of course we still have um, Ashoka. We have, Oh, I can't uh, wait for that. We have others, others, Andor coming. We have the Acolyte coming. We have some that are not named yet that are coming. So we have a lot more coming that we could probably redo a whole list here. But um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we've seen so far. No, and we and we have, and, we, and it's it's setting things up. Like so, Ashoka is going to be great. I mean, I just have this feeling, you know, it's 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 going to be another one that you can you have more yeah. leeway with that. Yes, yes, she does have a little bit of a storyline from um, from uh, the Clone Wars, but she's a she's a great character. That's going to be great. I'm dying. Andor is going to be great too. That's going to be amazing. So and. I can't wait for these things. I, we'll, we'll see what happens. I will keep ranking them. We'll see how they, you know, Obi-Wan is, is, is drew a very high line. It's up there. You know, it's Ray right there. There, there are pieces of this and Ewan, Ewan McGregor, Jimmy Smith's like big time actors on here doing an amazing yeah. job. That's, that's something that you're not going to, you're not going to see. Now, again, I think they're going to do another Obi-Wan. I pretty sure. Right. I mean, is, what do you think? I sure do hope you, so. Yeah, I think the, I think there's enough room to do that because the big the big question, guys, and I hate to, you know, Ezra Bridgers is going to show up somewhere, right? Because I know they've casted for him. I don't know where that's going to happen. Is yeah. it going to be in Ashoka? Is it going to be in the next Obi-Wan? Or is it a combination of two? But he's another one of those leftover Jedis that people forget about. Um, he's got to show up somehow. Uh, so we're I'm really curious to see you know, maybe he shows up on Mandalorian. I don't know, but that's happening. And that's going to happen sooner than we know. You know, the next, whatever this, maybe the next thing, because from what I hear, they've already filmed something with him. You know, the person who's, who's running that, uh, be, that character. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see that. And one other thing, you know, another cameo, when you talked about cameos, Matt, you know, we got to see Qui-Gon again. That's always good, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a surprise at the, uh, at the yeah. end there, I was not expecting that. Yeah, yeah I, I, go, ahead. go ahead. I, I wanted him. I wanted him to say, um, "I know your voice. I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you." But that's <laughs> that's from a different movie. That's a different different franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I still love that. I love that about him because he, he he's the same I'm character. Look for you, I will find you. And I will kill you. Every movie, even as a Jedi, he's still yeah. he, he's the same character. He doesn't he doesn't deviate from the the base baseline character of what he is all the time. Not a whole lot of range on <laughs> Liam Neeson there. Yeah, he is. He's good old Liam Neeson. That's that's for sure. Oh, me, but sorry. So 
let's kind of wrap it up a little bit. So what are yeah. what are y'all's closing thoughts? Um, just on like did it? Obviously, we know it met expectations. You know, any last things we want to mention, that kind of stuff as we wrap up, and then I have a little surprise at the end. Okay, so what, here's the here's the question for everybody. Let's do this one. What what did you see in this movie that you didn't expect that you were going to see, or something that that really intrigued you about about the movie? Like to me, and again, to me, it was seeing um, Luke's step parents and you know getting to see them in a different light. I really liked that. That to, that to me was um, something I didn't expect, but it was it was it was needed, and and I love to see that because it's just a, it's a characters that you know in the original movie you saw for five minutes, right? And 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 now you get to, we know so much about them now, and I and I feel much more comfortable with the whole thing because I do now I know how he grew up and 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 the fact that you know he grew up with some really good role models. Matt, yeah, I would say that my favorite part like my favorite takeaway from the whole series was the interaction with obi-wan and darth vader throughout the whole thing yeah. mostly in the last episode there in that big uh oh that was just crazy big fight scene and you know when they're when they're talking it kind of fills in some of the gaps you know between episode three and episode four you know seeing where they interact and how they interact so i'd say that was my favorite part i think you know i'm huge with storytelling and, and character development and stuff like that and uh I, I really liked tala i'm glad you brought her up brian i think that introduction of her into this storyline was really cool she served a purpose and then although reva or third sister was you know a sith and an evil well, until, you know, the last parts of it where she was freed of, of this that she felt. She, her introduction of her character and her development, I think the actress played her very well. And I really enjoyed that character as well. So I'm a big character person. I'm okay. Like, you know, Matt, don't, you know, shoot a spitball in my eye. But, like, I'm okay with Obi-Wan. I'm okay with Ewan McGregor. I have no, you know, I have no fights with them or like either one of those characters or either one of those portrayals by the actor or the character themselves. They're just not my favorites, but I, so, I mean, that wasn't necessarily my favorite part of the, the show. I like all the other, dare you? Yeah, I know, whatever. Um, but I do, I understand like, I mean, he's still cool and all, but he just wasn't my favorite, but I liked the other characters, and their intertwining of of the show and the and the, the new characters that we've never seen before. So that was kind of my two so, favorites. So there's one one quick. Uh, we no one talked. No one brought up O'Shea Jackson. You know, let's shout out to uh, the son of Ice Cube. Yeah, um, speaking of cameos, um, right? Another cameo. But so I want to say one thing. And, and Matt, this is more. I don't know if it's an apology to you, but I know during the whole Mount Rushmore thing, you were very adamant that Obi Wan deserved to be in the Mount Rushmore. Now, I have to tell you. So we just talked about how powerful Darth Vader was. So what's the what's the um, what's the score now in Darth Vader versus Obi Wan battles? It, it's still going to come out like end result. It's always going to be Obi Wan in the in the lead, right? Because the only time Darth Vader really beat him was was um, when he was old, in my opinion. Well, I don't know how you feel, but I mean, so obviously. It's yeah. not. It's not. A, it's not a draw. I mean, Obi Wan had more because Obi Wan won when they were both at their peak. So that to me, when they were both Jedi's, you know, at their young age, Obi Wan mm -hmm. won. So that to yeah, me no, was I the think, biggest one. Yeah, go ahead. I think you saw a lot of that too in like the flashbacks when it kind of flashed back to mm -hmm. Attack of the Clones. That these are both really powerful Jedi's, you know. So. I think that it's evenly matched and whatnot. I mean, history does show that in the end, Darth Vader ended up being more powerful than Obi-Wan. But, you know, for the time being, at least, you know, hopefully if there is another season of Obi-Wan, we can see a little bit more fight scenes, see a little bit more action and how they really match up like that. Yeah, head to head, but head to head. Now, again, my whole thing is if you watch... You know, in in a new hope, he gives up. 
He doesn't. Yeah. They're not really fighting. So I don't. I never give that. I never give that to him. Every other battle, head to head, for some reason, as powerful as Vader is, as powerful as Vader is, head to head, Obi Wan always wins, and it, it is pretty amazing when you think about that. You know, he beat Obi Wan beat Darth Maul, right? No, mm-hmm. Qui Gon lost to Darth Maul. Yeah, Qui Gon lost Obi, to him. Obi Wan like, beat him. Yeah, um, and so I don't know. To me. I think Obi Wan. You know, we have to do a power index one day. I think a great episode would be. We have to do some research, but we have to do a power episode uh, index to see which good. Jedi beat who, and 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 who gets the point. Because obviously, Luke is Luke is pretty pretty much never loses. But I think everybody else, we could see where they land because Obi Wan got a little bit higher in my in my um, ranking now because of the fact that. Hey, head to head again. Here he goes. He beats him again. You know. And- yeah, and they have statistics all over about you know, oh yeah, the chlorian count and everything, and you know how strong of a Jedi they actually are. But uh, yeah, it's definitely up for debate. You oh, one hundred percent up for debate. But it, it's it's a good showing, and that again, this is what made this a great series because you got to see that again. And and it brings back all those memories and all those things. And 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 I, maybe if that's that's another thing, Evan. One good thing about Obi-Wan is whereas Mandalorian was a new territory, right? New. Yeah. It's a cowboy. It's a, it's a space cowboy movie, like in my opinion, which everybody right. loves cowboy movies. But this one here brought back a lot of that stuff from the first three movies that we all loved. Yeah. And that's, that's a good thing. You know, again, there's that one, there's that one little annoying piece that um, I wish wasn't there, but everything else. It, it, it's pretty amazing to me. Okay, so my final thing um, is going to have to be a Star Wars Mad Lib. Oh, no. Uh, you knew it was coming, bro. Yeah, well, Matt you can do it. Let Matt do it this time. <laughs> you should have known. I'm letting y'all both do it. Okay, so Matt, I need an occupation. An occupation. Uh, Star Wars related? Let's go any, with nope. Uh, uh, nope. Any, any occupation. Uh, any occupation. Yep. Hmm. Garbage truck driver. Okay. Garbage truck driver. All right. I need a plural noun, Brian. Cowboys. Cowboys. I need a verb ending in ing, Matt. Jumping. Okay. I need an adjective, Brian. Sly. Okay. I need a color, Matt. Purple. Okay. Brian, a plural noun. Elephants. <laughs> okay. I need an <laughs> adjective, Matt. Hmm. Disgusting. Okay. Plural noun, Brian. <laughs> I know, another plural noun, right? Antelopes. <laughs> All right, uh, noun, Matt. Door. Okay, adjective, Brian. Flea ridden. <laughs> I, I don't even I know how that's going to apply to this. Okay, plural, plural noun, Matt. Baskets. <laughs> okay. All right. Verb, Brian. Impulsive. Only two more. Adjective, Matt. Large. And then noun, Brian. Um, Person, place, or thing. I know. I will say... I have to. I'm trying to do a good one for the last. The last. The last um, one. No. Um. I would just say farm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, spoonies of all ages, we have ourselves a stormtrooper job application. Oh, jeez. So you want to drop your life as a garbage truck driver and become a stormtrooper? Well, you should know that it's not all glitz, cowboys, and jumping around the galaxy. 
Being a stormtrooper is a lot of sly work. First, you'll need a suit of armor. Most stormtroopers wear white, but some wear black, silver, or even purple. Then, you'll need your weapon. Most stormtroopers are elephants, <laughs> but the stormtroopers of the First Order use disgusting artillery, flamethrowers, and antelopes. <laughs> After... <laughs> <laughs> after <laughs> I can't even say it. After you have your door, you must master it. Uh, I don't even understand that. <laughs> it is essential to have flea-ridden aim when you're protecting your baskets. <laughs> if you think you're up for the task, it's time to. Um, I guess impulsive is it not necessarily a verb. Let's just say it's time to. Jump your boring life behind. I don't know. Impulse of your life behind. Whatever. Welcome to the large world of the First Order, the Farm of Stormtroopers. <laughs> the Farm of Stormtroopers. Actually, that's not bad. Yeah, that was, that was good. I like that one. Flamethrowers and antelopes. After you, your do- after you have your door, you must master it. I can just see a bunch of stormtroopers carrying doors and just. Well, there was each other that. Uh, there was that scene in the original trilogy where the stormtrooper hit their head on the door. Yes. A yes. Easter yeah. egg there, so. Stormtroopers do have trouble mastering doors. Or anything. Weapons, whatever, pretty much. (laughs) Anyways, thanks, Matt, so much for coming on with us. Um, Do you want to tell people how they can find you if they want to connect with you on the socials? Yeah, yeah, I'm all over socials. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. TikTok's probably my most uh, prevalent place. You guys can follow me at whatever my account is. Uh, It's MattTadero988. Matt Tadero, nine eight eight. Okay, we have okay, well, good. Dan, what then. a great plug! You can follow me wherever I'm at. There <laughs> <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> oh man, well, thank thank you so much, Matt, for for coming on and joining with us. Of course, guys. Thanks I, for having me on. Always, we'll definitely get you for any more episodes, and you can join anytime you want to for sure. Um, Brian, closing thoughts, sir. I uh, no, the great episode. Thank you, and Matt, thanks again for joining. But this was uh, Obi Wan. We want to see more of you. We want you know. Thank you, Star Wars Universe and everybody, you know, Deborah Chow and all those involved for just creating an, another great thing for I wish it was more I wish it was more than six episodes. I want more. Yeah. I want more. Absolutely. Well again, thanks guys. And of course, Spoonie, you can find us on the socials. You can find us on Facebook, a spoonful of podcast. Spoonie Nation is our Facebook group on Instagram and on Twitter. You can email us, info at a spoonful podcast.com. And of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating or review. That would really help us a lot. But broadcasting from the backside of water, until the next hello there, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. The Force will be with you, always. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonful of podcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast the return to civilization. <laughs>